It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. The New York Times has named Arden one of their top ten hosts. And just this year, the Dog Writers Association of America has given this show, Four-Legged Life, its top radio award. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby, because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at savemypetidtag.com. What's up, pet pals? Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. Yep, it's me, Arden Moore. Hey, breaking up or going through a divorce can be rough. Yeah, I did pronounce it as rough. That's because it's rough on you, your soon-to-be ex, and of course, your pets. Now, here to guide you through this emotional time is a real amazing animal chaplain and founder of Animal Talks. Please welcome to our show, the very compassionate Reverend Kali Sakakini. Uh, hey, I did it, right, right, Reverend? Yeah, I hope you have clouds. It's Khalil, but you guys... Well, I'm going to do it again. I well, know who I am. Well, no, no. Let me show our producer. Khalil, right? That's right. Perfect. Just the, so well, the end. Yeah. Okay. So welcome to our show, the very compassionate Khalil Sakakini. Welcome, Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I think you're my first ordained animal chaplain for like a life show. That's there aren't many of us around, maybe 10 or 12 in the entire country, to tell you the truth. You know, I got to I gotta ask you, I'm betting, yeah. you know, like a yeah. dog begging for a bone. Go for what it. What motivated you to become an ordained chaplain and, and how do you become one? Yeah. Well, it happened as it happens with a lot of people. Uh, I lost a very beloved animal. She was a big, big cat and she was a big love. And a lot. Look, we love all our animals. Right, I understand. But some are bigger than others. And what was she, your cat's name? Her name was his name was Cairo, K Y R O, and he was everything to me. And when he died, I looked for help because I couldn't stand the pain and the loss myself. There wasn't any therapists treated it as a mental illness, something to be fixed. But there's no pill for sadness. It's not a mental illness. It's a spiritual. And emotional pain, and I got no help there. So to make a long story short, after being off the rails and wandering the streets and then be drinking too much and too much therapy, I ended up at a theological institute okay. where they had the one and only course on animal chaplaincy, which I took, which was rigorous, difficult. I loved it. That led to being an ordained pastor. And then from there, it was a natural extension to become a credential grief and loss and bereavement counselor. Well, I think your spiritual Cairo is very proud of you because you're I mean, now helping others, the two, three, and four-leggers out there, right? I believe they lead. I mean, yeah. I believe animals are the angels in our better selves, and it's my <laughs> full and total belief they come into the world to teach us. You said a statement that really resonates. You said that they are angels of our better oh, selves. Of our better selves. 
They bring out what is good and best in us, the kind of stuff that we try to bring out on our own through meditation, through therapy, through mindfulness. I'm not putting that down. That's nope. good. But animals bring it out in a way that bypasses the intellect, bypasses the verbal, bypasses the conceptual. It's just an unjudgmental, beautiful love. Because with people, you know, when they die or when we split up, as you refer to that, there's always mixed feelings. There's acrimony, there's failure, there's infidelity, there's judgment. Human-animal bond doesn't have those complications, those corruptions. No. It doesn't. So being freed from all those negative imprints, then love is just so much more beautiful. And so when it ends, come on. Yeah. Poverty was gone. Well and said, today, well said. We want to cover divorce, the breakup, but we also want to also cover some other aspects of what you all do. But, you know, I know that the song Breaking Up is Hard to Do, but I think they needed to add another verse because it takes a toll on our on our dogs, our cats, our, our really bonded companion animals, right? We're only just beginning to grasp that. John's beginning to get it. So tell us what happens when, because... Dogs and cats, they like routine. They crave routine, yeah. and they do form bonds with us, though we are just humans. And each other. And yeah, each other. and each other. And so other. here comes a couple, and they have two dogs, and the couple says, hey, it's not working for me, and one takes one dog, one takes the other. What's uh, happening? All right, here's the jam. I like that word. Yeah, jam. All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. At one level, look, animals are considered almost in every state in this country, if not the entire country, property. Exactly. Just like a piece of furniture, just like the toaster, just like the chair. At the same time, they are emotionally placed. This interesting study by Tufts University Health uh, and Veterinarian Department and the National Institutes of Health, when they drew a, a, a family circle, Families place the pet at the center of the circle and often closest to all the family members. So you've got the law seeing the animal companion as a property. Emotionally, the animal is profoundly integrated with your life. So you've got this collision course. Yes. And, it, and, it's, and it's, it tears you apart. It tears the animal apart. It tears the, the human participants, their spouses apart. And then if they cannot come to a positive reconciliation, then the court has to make a decision. And guess what? The court will make a decision on, let's say, who paid for the pet. Oh. What name is on the receipt? Who gave the pet to whom? So what do you think? That does not take into account the emotional situation, but that's how the laws of property work. So, so you have to... Go so ahead. what impact does that have? Let's go with the pet. What go are ahead. some signs you are in, you know, that you you can feel in the pet that's saying, I am also mourning my other human or my other pal? What what should people be looking and looking out for in the pet? Unless they're obtuse, they will not fail to miss it. It's the same thing you were expecting a child. There is confusion, there is lethargy, there is loss of appetite, there is withdrawal. There's crying, there's whimpering, there's scratching at the door, there's a, a kind of, I hate to anthropomorphize, no. but a kind of depression. 
Well, so, I think that animals are sentient beings. They do have emotions. They are totally emotional. They totally feel the grief. They totally feel the loss. And shame on us that most of us say either things like, well, they'll get over it. But guess what? That's the exact same kind of reference people make when a pet dies, as opposed to being taken away in a divorce or somebody else dies. They're in a better place. They'll get over it. It won't last long. That's not true. That pet will feel that loss. In many ways, it's a function of how that divorce went down. If it was okay. positive, good, amiable, and they split the, the kind of custodial custodianship, some dogs will adjust to that beautifully. One weekend with mom, one weekend with dad, they'll feel it, but it'll be close together physically and have that shared connection. It may work out. Other yeah. dogs won't handle it, but if it's acrimonious, and one has to give up the animal because of legal reasons or other reasons, that's a disaster. Well, I know that, uh, you know, I'm a fear-free national speaker and, you know, animals have emotions, but they also smell our emotional state. Right. So we need to talk about, after we take a quick break, okay. some do's and don'ts that couples breaking up can do to make it a better transition, if you will. Would Perfect. that work for you, Reverend? Does. Absolutely. Anything that works for your audience, and <laughs> you would prefer. We're speaking with Reverend Sakakini, and he has many titles to his name, and I bet his heart beats dog and cat. And right. we're going to learn more about how to handle a breakup after we take this break. And you know the drill. You got to sit, stay. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life, and it's time to announce our January digital newsletter grand prize winner, and it is Ron S. Congratulations, Ron. You've won a Save My Pet ID tag from our good friend Janice at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. And if you'd like to be our next monthly winner, head over to FourLeggedLife.com, subscribe to our monthly newsletter, and enter our monthly contests. It's just that easy. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're getting into a very, very powerful topic, one that we hope never happens, but life happens, and that is you're breaking up with your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, and there's pets involved. And here to help us with that transition is the Reverend Khalil Sakakini, and you're out of Boston, right? Exactly so. Okay. Sometimes people say, sometimes we date people or with somebody and they represent a chapter in our life, not the whole book. Exactly. But every pet I've had is a whole book. It's a bestseller. My pet is a bestseller. So help us because it's not healthy to be in a relationship that isn't working. So what can people do to help the pets with this transition? Should there be some organized uh, visits? What, what, what's some, some tips or strategies? I, I, I know it's, it's a flawed analogy, I know, yeah. but it's the same comparison I would make if you had kids. Well, kid, a lot of people think pets are part of the family. Well, then absolutely part of the family. The difference being perhaps you can talk English to a child and say, look, mom and dad, don't love each other, but this, that, and the other thing. 
I mean, if you really are a gifted animal communicator, well, you could say that and work with that with your pet. Ona knows many words. I can't even say walk. I can't even say W anymore. But it's, it's not even the words. It's almost the energetic communication. I give a short course on animal communication. Oh, and nice. It's less, it's less to do with the language that we speak and more to do with the connection that we make energetically to our hearts. But anyway, anyway, to answer your question, I think... A lot of conditions play into this art, and because in one part, one one part them wealthier than the other. Can do they have a, a looser job? Do they love the pet as much? Do they have the financial wherewithal to take care of the animal? Is the attachment the same? So, how how old is the dog? What was the con- what were the conditions like? So, all things being equal, which they never are, of course, no. <laughs> it, it, never. In this kind of case. The best thing to do is to maintain the routine as it always has been. You feed the pet at the same time. You take the same kinds of walks. You let the pet see your emotions, but you don't overflow the sadness or the anguish. You try to maintain, as you said earlier, quite brilliantly, they love routine and maintain the routine as much as possible. That's assuming that the separation is not acrimonious. If there's hatred and bitterness in it, well, that upsets everything completely. And the process for dealing with that is somewhat beyond my ability because that's an emotional thing between them. And I fear for the dog or yes. the cat or the, or the rabbit because they end up having acute and sometimes chronic anxiety fear, and diseases as a result. Well, I want to jump in here, too, because I'm very happy to hear people are recognizing how bonded people are. So say it's domestic violence, and the and the woman, maybe, or the man, it depends, who's or been two abused. Men or two women. Yeah, one. or whatever. It, you know, they leave, but they are now getting to be more domestic shelters that are also allowing you to bring your pets. That's right. Because they could be quite harmed, right? Exactly. They can be quite harmed, and they often are. And any separation, any kind of separation, they will feel it. Now, the extent to which they feel it, as we said earlier, it depends upon the nature of the relationship, the separation, the age of the dog, or the person's ability to care for the dog, so on. But bottom line, pets mourn. They grieve the loss of other companions, whether they be canine or human. The absence of a routine, the absence of a Half of the love makes them sad and can make them withdrawn and dejected. And and the real problem is it can set them up and make them susceptible to diseases. Yes, because if you're immune, if you're stressed out, your immune system's exactly getting pummeled, right? right? That, that applies <laughs> to the pet, to the people as well as the pets. So it's an unhealthy and horrific situation, best to be avoided. And if it can't be avoided, take the steps necessary to minimize the pain and the hurt. Now, some people have prenuptials. I think you call it perpetuals. <laughs> so, is it in this time and age, should we have a prenup with our pup? I think it's a good idea, except I don't know how it stands up legally. And okay. with a friend of mine who I think they had something similar to that, but he gave, he gave, underline, his partner, this beautiful dog, a golden retriever. It was his gift to her, and it was very clear in what he said to her. This is a dog for you. I love you, blah, blah. So it was her dog. 
So it, it overrode in the eyes of the law whatever agreement the two of them had. They would have caught a fun it, I'm sure, but yeah, it's a good idea to have, but it's not ironclad. Okay. Yeah, and I know you touched upon it. I'm no legal beagle. You're not a legal beagle. But... I have a beagle. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. So I'm glad you have a beautiful four-legger with you. Yeah. So we're not legal beagles. You touched upon right now in many states, most of the states, uh, pets are still considered property. Right. We don't need to dive into the legal part, but you're dealing into the emotional part. Exactly. I mean, is meditation good? Is there some things you can do in a quiet, present moment that your pet can join you in that kind of yeah. helps you both center? I think, you, well, how, yes, yes, and yes. The <laughs> The key thing for me in the work I do with people, I call it to find a stillness practice and to lower your energy level and lower your gaze. When you're wound up, when you're excited, oh, how are you? I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. This stresses the animal off because it's too much information. It overloads their circuits. Yes. We need, in working with our animals, a communication or any kind of animal communication, Lower our gaze. Good. Lower our energy profile. Stop the chatter in our heads and make that connection through the stillness with the animal. That alone is profoundly reassuring. I like that. Whatever, whatever you say after that, I love you. Yeah. Don't worry. Things will be fine. That's I like your I like your pace. And and jokingly, I have a big orange tabby named Casey. He's my BFF, best feline friend. Right. And Casey lives in the me now. He yes. doesn't fret about the past. He doesn't fret about the future. Our pets live in the present lane, right? We could yeah, actually take a lesson from that. They don't, but as a caveat, they do re they do have memory. Yes, yes. So so if you look abused an animal and that, that cat or dog will remember you. Yes. So there is some sense that they do reflect on the past. But yes, they're very much in the moment, and they're alive in the moment, and they don't have any concept of death, mortality, sickness, disease, and then freeze them to be who they are. Well, we're uh, wrapping up. I want oh. people to know how to find you. Yeah. And your name has more vowels than Wheel of Fortune. It's Reverend Khalil Sakakini. But you know. I want to keep saying Saka to me because I'm so old like that. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> so how do people find you? Because right. people need help. Reach out to us on our website, animaltalksinc.com. Right. We got it. Thank you. I was honored to have you as a guest. Oh, I You pleasure. survived me with even my bad Puns. I'll come back anytime you want. I love ah, that's a deal. That's a deal. You've been great. Coming up, we talk with Leanna Gant. She is the ingenious inventor of a nifty product that helps you keep track of your pet's daily medications. After we take this break, and you know the drill, you gotta sit, stay. We'll be right back. Got dog? <laughs> 
One of the best ways to show your pet how much you love them is to take a pet first aid class. Arden Moore is a master certified pet first aid CPR instructor and founder of Pet First Aid for You. Very cool! These classes are fun and practical and feature pet safety dog Kona and cat Casey. No way. Yes, a real dog and cat teaching duo. Wait, Wait, what? All classes are veterinarian approved and are available in person or via Zoom. Ready to sign up for a class? Sorry, it's it's just for people. Arden Moore's Pet First Aid for You classes are proudly supported by Zinzi Pie's Save My Pet ID Tags. Pet parents who wear Zinzi Pie's Save My Pet ID Tags in bracelet, keychain, and pendant versions are assured that their beloved fur babies will continue to receive the loving care that they deserve, even if the pet parents are not able to provide it. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. You know, people ask all the time, what do you do with the parts of the interviews that you don't have time for on the radio? Well, good question. We post video versions online on our Four-Legged Life YouTube and Rumble channels. So, there you go. What's up, pet pals? Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Hey, how's your memory? Did you remember to take your pill today? And what about the medication needs for your dog or your cat. Good news. Help us here. Our special guest today created a possum way to remember to give much needed medications to that tail wagger or purr machine of yours. Please welcome to the show the creator and founder of Took Take Pets. Please welcome Leanna Gant. Hi, Leanna. Hi. So nice to meet you. And if anybody is listening on the airways and you hear this, it's because pet safety cat Casey is at the mic too. He must like what you have to share. I mean, no one really likes to give pills, liquids or whatever to their pets, but it's a necessity, right, Leanna? It is. And it's so hard to keep track of, especially when there's more than one pet parent. (laughs) And more than one pet. I I have a household of uh, four cats, two dogs. We got married uh, seven years ago. It's the furry Brady Bunch. And uh, we're lucky that most of the times they don't need medication, but there's always those times for a condition that they do need it. So I want the backstory. I mean, don't you just put a little jot down on a piece of paper? What's happening? What, What are some of the problems we have in trying to remember to take our own medicine? And to take medicine for our pets. I think with people, I think it's just we're busy. Yeah. You know, I think what goes for our pets, it's like people are busy. You try to remember everything. So much stuff in your head. And it's the little things that fall through the cracks, especially when it's a routine thing, something that you or a pet need every day. But then also when something comes up and there's an illness, whether it is for you or your pet, that it comes out of nowhere, it changes your schedule. And again, you think, well, this is important. I'll remember. But We're bombarded with so many things that are important every day and we get confused. And with pets, there's that extra layer. Like we said, with especially if there's multiple pets or multiple caregivers, everyone wants to make sure their pet's not missing out on what the doctor said to do. So in our house, we found like when our lab, Ella, had an ear infection, everybody in the house was giving her her eardrops. Oh, no. 
And by the third day, she was running out her dog door. And we're like, why is she so afraid of this? It doesn't hurt. And like, what's going on? And then we realized we'd been doing it like twice as much as we were supposed to because everybody was trying to do it. And you know what? That, that kind of canine confusion is easy to happen. You're like you say, we're busy and and one person thinks the other one's doing the medicine or they didn't do it and then they got to do it. So your backstory, what what kind of business have you been in and then led you to create the company? There's two of them, actually. It's Took Take, that's for people, and Took Take Pets, and that's for, obviously, our pets. Yeah, I, I invented Took Take labels when I was in treatment for breast cancer. During my chemotherapy treatment, I had so many medications to manage the side effects, and they were all in different forms and all in different schedules. And it was super stressful for my family and I to keep track of it. And we we're trying to follow the doctor's instructions. And we couldn't find a system out there that worked because everything was on a different schedule. And then I had liquids and lotions and powders, like all kinds of things. Wow. So How long? To- yeah. So let oh, me let's, let's get into that. Mm-hmm. And you kind of name some of the things and what forms you had to have, because, you know, it's one thing to get the Horrible diagnosis of cancer, the C word, and breast cancer. And then you've got to fight, and you've got to fight with medicine that works. But then all of a sudden, this avalanche of medication comes down your path, right? Definitely. The side effects, like I, you know, got, I always say I got all the side effects because I seem like I did. But there was a prescription mouthwash for like there was mouth sores. Not to be too graphic, but no, but people um, need to know this. This yeah, is important. So there was yeah. a mouthwash, but I couldn't use it too much. There were different pills right after chemotherapy. There was one that was twice a day for three days, another one that was once a day for four days. And then there was things I had to take every day. And then I had medications that were as needed to manage different side effects like pain or nausea. So if I took it when I needed it, but we didn't make note of that, sometimes I'd be uncomfortable longer than I needed to be because we'd have to guess when I took it and we didn't want to do it too close. So we'd wait longer going, well, we know it it must have been after 2 p.m. So let's just stay three and go from there because we're not sure exactly what time. So it just it made for a lot of discomfort and confusion until we started. I started making little like tabs out of sticky notes that I could just tear off when we did stuff. So it was really easy for everybody to like know if I took something. And over the year that I was in treatment, we just sort of refined those. And that eventually became took take labels and took take pets. I like that because, you know, some people have that little plastic canister with what Mm -hmm. pills they put in when they travel. But when you're in a situation where you're having different kinds of forms of medication, that ain't going to work, is it? No, and like mine also changed a lot because something would work or it wouldn't work. So they were switching them around and they were switching the dosing. And if I, even just for the pills, if I'd had to redo the pill box every time the doctor called and changed what I was supposed to do, it would have been confusing because I would have also had to identify all the pills. And I didn't remember which ones were, what was the blue (laughs) one? What was the white one? What was the, you know, round one? (laughs) And, and and in fairness, too, for folks that may be caring for their elderly parents or grandparents and they want to make sure that they're getting all their medications, it sounds like Took Take is a way to go. So tell us how it works. So it's basically a, a sticker with um, perforated tabs on each side, and they come in four different dosing regimens. So we have one for things you take every day called Took Take Daily Labels, and okay. they have like the little days of the week similar to a pillbox. 
But the great thing is it goes right onto the medication or supplements that you're taking or using. So you could keep them in the package with all the important information, the expiration right. dates, everything you need. We have a up to 10 day one, which is great for antibiotics. You take once or twice a day or any medication you take for a short term. So if you have a system to remember everything, but then you get something new thrown at you, like an antibiotic, this is a way to integrate that in simply and not undo your whole system you already had. You can just track this one thing and then you're done. We have an hourly version too. That's great for like us talking about pain medications and nausea, things that you take in hourly increments, like every four hours, every six hours, um, cold medicines, some allergy medicines, things like that. And the same goes for the pets. They get all of these same types of prescriptions and you want to keep track and not give them too much or too little of what they need to feel their best. Yeah, like your dog. I want to yes. make sure, right? <laughs> yeah. So she, she was very happy when I, we actually used them for her. So we wouldn't stop doing that. She seemed much happier. <laughs> so what, are you an inventor at heart or is this your first invention? What's your business background? This is my first invention. My background was in advertising. I was a designer and art director for many years. And yeah, I just, my husband and I had just started a freelance design business before I was diagnosed. And, you know, that had to come to a stop. So I didn't work for a year. Mm-hmm. And when I was done, I was like, you know, I really feel like this will help a lot of people. And moving forward, I'd love to do something that's helping people. And whether it's taking care of themselves, their pets, their loved ones, their kids. Just, I, I just really thought there was a chance to help people and that excited me. I like that. And we got a shout out to your husband, his name, because <laughs> he's listening. Come on. Yeah, Brad. Brad is my husband. He also helped design the Tic Tic labels. He's an amazing designer. And yeah, and he was like, yes, let's go for it. You can do this. So I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pet Pals, we're speaking with Leanna Gant. She is the one behind the creation of, of, of these cool labeling systems. It's called Took Take for us two-leggers and Took Take Pets for our, our pets in our lives. And we're going to talk about how the importance of taking these medications are important and some statistics she has shared about, oh, forgetting the meds after we take this break. So you know the drill. It is sit, stay. We'll be right back. Hey, have you heard? For the second year in a row, the Dog Riders Association of America has named Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life its top media winner. Ever wonder why dogs do what we'll call those interesting things they do? Then Arden Moore's new book, The Dog Behavior Answer Book, is perfect for you. Online now at Amazon.com and, of course, our website, FourLeggedLife.com. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're talking with Leanna Gant. I love inventors. I love people that see a problem, don't whine about it, and say, hmm, I think I have an idea to fix it. My understanding, Leanna, you have created Took Take and Took Take Pets, and these are sort of a labeling uh, system. And I love the fact that it is not high tech. It is no tech, right? Exactly. No tech. Just stick it on. 
pull the tabs off. (laughs) Isn't that refreshing? (laughs) No AI needed to do this, right? But do you you have any stats on, on just how important it is to take our medicine, but how what happens? I mean, understand there's a high percentage of people that are on meds today, right? Yeah, I mean, statistics that I've come across say that at least 75% of the population has at least one prescription or over-the-counter medication they take. Mm-hmm. And of those, half of them, 50% or more, depending where you look, aren't taken as directed. And that actually leads to like over 100,000 deaths a year just wow. from not taking medication as directed. Just Isn't super that scary? simple thing. Yeah, and, and people are so busy, they just forget. I mean, that's the main reason. And let's go to the pet world. Pets have got us through COVID. You know, I don't know about you, but pets make me a better human. I I share my home with my spouse and we have four dogs. I mean, four cats, two dogs. We call it the furry Brady Bunch. We got them together. And I'm very lucky because they sometimes will need a medication to treat something, but not ongoing. But giving a pill, giving liquids to a dog or a cat can be a little challenging, right, Leanna? Oh, yes. <laughs> Cedra, I think you know more than me. I, I, I was going to hop in that. and we <laughs> we teach in our Pet First Aid for You classes the yum, yuck, yum method. So everybody out there, if you got to give a pill to a dog or a cat, do it in the bathroom. It's one-on-one. There's not the other pet that might hear the pill drop and swallow it. And you're not having all these pets, you know, swarming you. Uh, give them your pet a treat, then give them the pill, and then give them a treat. Now that's two out of three. That's a pretty good survey, right? Right, Leanna? Yes, I, I'm going to do that next time. I need you. <laughs> and if you give liquids, you look at the side of the mouth, and this is from um, some veterinarians who've helped me. It's you look at their canine and you say, "Big tooth, little tooth." little tooth, pocket right there on the side. And that's where you put the syringe, not in the front of the mouth where they spit it out and then blow on their nose and massage their throat and you get a swallow every time. But make sure the first syringe has something they love like bone broth with no salt or tuna water. The second syringe is the yucky medicine and the third syringe is back to something yummy. So that's where I came up with yum, yuck, yum. That's brilliant. I love that. (laughs) So our pets are like people. They get colds. They get infections. They recover from surgery. They need pain medicine. How is this working now with the took-take pets? Have you gotten some testimonials? Yeah, it started with people I knew writing saying, you know, I'd given them took-take labels to try out. And they're like, well, I didn't really need them for my you know, myself, I don't take anything, but I used it for my dog or it made me feel so much better when my pet sitter was taking care of my cat while I was gone because she needs her daily medicine. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. And just so she, they both knew it had been done properly because she had a way to check. And yeah, especially with, we also have a monthly label and people use it for the flea and tick, the monthly things that they give. And it's great because it has a spot right on the label where you can write the day of the month because everybody thinks, Oh, I do this once a month. But if you do it, yeah, you know, the first versus the 10th, that's a 10 day difference. And you should, 
you should know that you did it on the 10th of the month and not the first before you give the next dose. So they'll be too close together. So it's an easy way to know not only if you did it that month, but to keep consistent with the day of the month you're giving them. I really like that. I like that you're saying no tech, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. And, but our pets do need the medicine, don't they? They do. And we just, they do so much for us. We want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to make them feel good and, and keep them healthy. So how do people get their paws on this? Is it online? Is it in stores? Where are took take for the people and took take pets for our four-leggers? Took take people's been around a little longer. So you could get it at tooktake.com on Amazon at CVS and Walmart stores. Nice. And at the pharmacies around town. Um, Chick Take Pets is new for us and requested by all of our people <laughs> who were using it. They wanted something, a version for their pets. And you can get that at chicktakepets.com or on Amazon. For now. But do you ever feel like, do you want to get on Shark Tank? I totally want to get on Shark Tank. <laughs> I'd love to get on Shark Tank. <laughs> I mean, that's a big, that would be a big home run, right? It would. And, you know, we love, we have amazing customers and fans of Tick Take, but we, you know, need help spreading the word. We're still super small. It's just me doing this from my house. So I don't mind. You know, everybody started in a garage, in a bedroom, something like that. And I, I wanted to also applaud you. Uh, you are a cancer survivor. I know that's not the greatest news to get that you have cancer. But do you have a message for anybody out there that because, uh, you know, getting those mammograms are very important? Get your mammograms. If you're concerned about something and your doctor's not giving you the attention you think it needs, get a second opinion. Trust your gut. I should have pushed harder with my doctor, but it all turned out good in the end. I'm now cancer free. But yeah, get your mammograms and just, you know, do your monthly self-check, self-breast exam and Make sure you trust your doctors. <laughs> yeah. And how has this changed you? The breast cancer, getting it, getting through it and coming up with this really cool idea to make sure we take our meds on time. I think, you know, being in treatment for a year was a long time and it yeah. was really rough. And I think part of why I didn't go back to my design job is I really wanted to do something I felt made a difference. And through Chuck Take, I, I really feel like I'm doing that, even if. I, you know, had to close up shop today, which I hope I don't have to. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've helped people. And that's a good feeling knowing that I've done something that had a positive impact out there. And it makes me feel really good. And I hope to be around for a really long time still. But I'm, I, it changed my path. But I think for the better and just trying to do some good out there. <laughs> well, you're, you're being pet's best friend right now because people are busy. They're crazy harried. And I love that you keep it simple, it's effective, and and our dogs and cats get the medicine they need when they need it. So I want you to take a big play bow, Leanna Gann. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, everyone. We're speaking with Leanna Gant. She came up with this cool idea. That's why we had her on our show. She gets very simple, but it's a labeling system. So no one in the house will over-medicate or forget to medicate their dogs or cats. And I do wish you the very, very best. And wink if you get on Shark Tank, then I know it's you're winking at me. How's that? I will, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so again, one more time, how do people find out about it? Chicktake.com uh, and chicktakepets.com are the best places to find us. All right. Pause up to all you do. 
Leanna Gant. Thank you. Hey, everyone, that's it for our show today. I want to give pause up to our special guest. Uh, we had Reverend Khalil Sakakini, and we also had Leanna Gant of Took Take Pets. Big thanks to all you radio stations coast to coast airing our show, and especially to you, Pet Pals, for tuning in. A lot of options to catch this episode, not only on the radio shows, but please go to YouTube, Art and More, and it's subscribe. It's free. I have over 700 videos right now with great guests like the Reverend we just had. Visit our website, fourleggedlife.com. And until next time, this is your host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Pause up! Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch video versions of our guest interviews, our website is FourLeggedLife.com. And have a pawsome week. 